When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? It's episode 802. Have a lot in the news today. Sad stuff, an accident uh, during a ride. That video's coming up. Then, I was a little confused. A motorcycle club rallying for anti-gun measures. Yes, gun control. I never thought I would have seen it, but yes, we got the video of that coming up as well. And the boogeyman, they're expanding. The Hells Angels are coming to a town near you. They are going crazy in Canada. They're like, oh my God, they're all over the place. These new clubs popping up that are associated with them. Ooh. Anyway. We have Tattoo Chris's 2016 Dyna Wide Glide right behind me. And boy, is that old school right there. Old school flames on the tank, a skull freaking cover, and a bunch of skulls on the primary. Badass freaking Dyna there, Chris. Rock on. And it also has higher... Uh, bars, what are those? Probably 12s or 14s right there. Anyway, badass freaking scooter. If you want your scooter fe featured behind me, just email it to info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. Give me some specs. Let me know what it is about. And it's just not Harleys that you have to send up. Anyway, we're going to go to our first story to today. Highway crash. Or during an annual toy run by the Centurions Motorcycle Club today when several of those bikes crashed on I-95. This was the scene between the Academy Road and Coppin Avenue exits. The group was heading to Shriners Hospital with toys for the kids there. At least three people were taken to the hospital, but their injuries are not believed to be life-threatening. Let's hope everybody is going to be okay in that. That scene wasn't the best looking of scenes. One thing that I always talk about is the need for harsher punishments for impaired drivers, reckless, uh, you know, drivers. And I'm glad the message is getting out because, well, as they call it from the star.com, meet out harsher punishment for reckless drivers, says Biker Club Chief. Now, this is in a different country, but it also applies here in the United States. Reckless drivers need to be given harsher punishment to deter them from endangering others on the road. Wheel of Charity, a motorcycle club president, a health expert, I ain't going to even try to announce that name. But he's a doctor, so we'll call him Doc. Uh, meet out some punishment for these drunk drivers. 
Uh, in many incidences, reckless drivers organize illegal races on city roads, endangering many others and themselves. It's a big problem. It's actually a huge problem. I don't know if you guys heard, or gals, and this has nothing to do with the motorcycle, but it actually affected me a lot. There was a horrendous crash here in Illinois. Kids were killed. I think it was a whole family was killed. The driver of the other car that caused the accident by going down the wrong way on an expressway and slammed head-on into this van. It was a horrendous sight. It really was. Right now, they don't know if they were drunk or the driver of the one car was drunk, but it was sad indeed. If it had to do with being drunk, there has to be something that can be done to meet out minimum penalties for somebody that drives drunk recklessly and kills somebody. We see it all the time with motorcycle accidents. And it just seems like they walk away scot-free. And that is really a crying shame. When did you ever think that a motorcycle club would get involved in gun control? It's like a whole new idea for me. I get it. I do. There's a lot of problems in Chicago, major cities, with gun violence. But at the same time, it's not being perpetrated by law-abiding citizens. I just don't get their argument. Let's take a look. explains why an unlikely group from Cleveland is leading a rally for change at the state capitol. On a beautiful Saturday for a ride, this group is revving up to send a message. They definitely need to go back to the drawing board because what they have in place right now is, is not going to make America safe again. Kimmy McCannon and Nett Rodriguez are part of the Lady Trendsetters Motorcycle Club. Off their bikes, the female riders advocate for causes near to their hearts. Things like back-to-school shopping for book bag giveaways. This weekend, it's another issue they say they can't ignore. Shooting at Texas, that really took me over, overboard, yeah. We all experienced you know, knowing somebody or somebody in our family who's been killed by these, these crazy weapons and things like that. Another chapter of their group felt the pain in Buffalo, New York, after 10 people were killed during a mass shooting at a neighborhood grocery store. Later that month, 19 school children and two teachers died in Uvalde, Texas. <laughs> And a gunman killed seven and injured dozens of others at a 4th of July parade in the Chicago suburb. According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have been 376 reported mass shooting events in the U.S. so far in 2022. In Ohio, the nonprofit reports more than 5,700 people killed by gun violence this year. That really just hit my heart and I just felt like I don't want to be the person that gets that call or see on the news that something is happening at, at their school. So um, I just feel like something needed to be done. It's why these friends, parents, sisters, and wives are riding to the Ohio State House. 
Lady Trend Centers joined by motorcycle clubs from around the state. They're calling it a peaceful protest and a call on lawmakers to roll out gun control measures, like a ban on assault weapons. Mostly, they say they're banding together to make their voices heard. We all have kids, we all have moms, we all have sisters, brothers. We all share the same passion for gun violence. And, and I know motorcycle clubs, we get a bad rep, but not all of us are bad. In Cleveland, Catherine Ross, News 5. Isn't it funny how the media never addresses the many, many kids that are killed in the cities? But when a major story comes out about, say, the thing in Highland Park or down in Texas, they're all over it. You gotta make you wonder why. There is always agendas behind these people. And the first thing we want to do is make more laws, which ain't going to work. So I am kind of surprised that a motorcycle club would go that route. Just saying, what do you guys think, man? Let me know in the comments section. Now, up to the big, bad Hell's Angels. They're popping all these biker clubs that are linked to them across British Columbia. You guys are paranoid up in Canada. You really are. And I'm kind of surprised that the title of this is done by Kim Bolin because she really does cover a lot of club stuff up there. But that title is like, wow, it's so dramatic. Anyway, new motorcycle clubs linked to the notorious Hells Angels are sprouting up around the province, alarming police who think the older gang is expanding their reach. And then there's uh, like a little video playing of uh, what's going on. We're not going to get into that one, though. Uh, Staff Sergeant Lindsay Hodden. Maybe she's having trouble getting a man. I don't know why she's mad. Of the anti-gang combined force special enforcement unit says there are now about 30 of the support or puppet clubs, as they call them, in B.C. compared to 10 chapters of the Hells Angels. Quote, there's been four or five new ones pop up in the lower mainland in the last year. The farm team system for the HAs is very alive and well. Farm system, come on. Among the new groups is the Smoke Show, an all-women's riding club. You think that, Kim, you would know the difference between a riding club and an MC after all these years of reporting on stuff, but... I guess uh, you took a step uh, back. Uh, Hudden said six of the approximately 30 support clubs are self-identified one percenters. How can they be a support club if they're saying they're on the same level as the dominant? So they wear the little one percent diamond on their leather vests. That means they identify as outlaw motorcycle clubs. Now what's very interesting is... Yes, uh, the Shadow Club Whaley, ha it looks like they have a, an MC on it, but the Commandos have an RC, and so does the other ones, riding clubs. Now, I do have to admit, 
they're wearing rockers, which I don't get. If you're an RC, why are you wearing rockers? But you're seeing a lot more of these riding clubs coming together, which, hey, you might not like what I have to say, but I think it's cool as hell, man. More riding clubs, the better, as long as it's centered around riding. Uh, he said the Hells Angels, subject uh, to continuing criminal cases and a variety of charges, including conspiracy to kill and cocaine importation, find the puppet clubs useful. Often in the support clubs, these are people who consider, quote, unquote, regular people with regular jobs. Last time I checked, so does all, you know, most one percenters. Just saying, man. They work in various industries. They work in government. They have may have access to information. Basically, what they're doing is hyping this all up to scare the population. But this is the same uh, government they gave you uh, the crackdown on the truckers. But I guess people in Canada are a little slow. What's going on up there? You know, it is what it is. And then they go on the Hells Angels and other OMGs look for these people and these groups to be able to infiltrate and exploit. And the concern for us is always is access to information. So you're already going after an RC. Already. Unbelievable. And then they go in about the United uh, Nations and who cares about them? Are they even relevant? Seriously, with the UN. Jesus. Okay, another one is we have in Famous Riders, biker gang leader Lancaster County man sentenced for drug trafficking. This out of mychesco.com. The United States Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Pennsylvania has announced that Jose Antonio, uh, Antonio Ramos uh, age 40, of Lancaster, was sentenced uh, by U.S. District Court Judge Christopher Connor to 87 months imprisonment for drug trafficking. According to the United States Attorney General Jared Carrium, Ramos previously pleaded guilty to conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute 500 grams or more of cocaine, uh, and five grams of meth. Ramos was the sergeant at arms of the infamous Riders Outlaw Motorcycle Gang that was responsible for extensive drug operation in Lancaster. So he has been sentenced to 80 months in the clinger. But going back to the riding club stuff, I have to do a video on one again. Riding clubs are really starting to gain a lot of momentum because a lot of them just don't like the damn politics of what's going on in the MCs. They want to ride, they want to be able to get together, call themselves something, kind of like the old school manufacturers deal where you just got together and ride. I think it was cool. Anyway, again, that is Tattoo Chris's uh, motorcycle. 2016 uh, Dyna Y-Glide. Beautiful stuff, Chris. Again, if you want yours, just send me an email. And I have been getting a lot of them. I ain't ignoring you. I'll get them up as soon as I can. 
Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now with China Dow right after this music break. Just 
Hello. 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 Oh, hello, little froggy. Yes, I'm I don't know, that is, that just hit me in the head, you know, hello little froggy and doing that little dance and stuff, that's what I feel like when I'm about to go into the bedroom to get a blowjob. What? Yes, that's how I feel. Hello, little froggy. (laughs) I'm not a frog. (laughs) But, you know, getting froggy, get it? Oh my, no, because normally when you get froggy, that means you're going to get in a fight. Well, you don't put that aside, though, but... No, I'm not putting that... Walking in the bedroom, da, 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 da. Yeah, uh huh? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Feeling froggy means you're about to get in a fight with somebody. Does that mean you're coming into the bedroom and you're about to get in a fight? Oh, my goodness, with your mouth. Wow. (laughs) I'm leaving that alone. How's uh, your cooter pocket doing today? My cooter pocket? Yeah. It's a little moist. It's a little moist. It smell a little bit? Ew. Uh, no. Or does it smell like strawberries? It smells like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what, man. You always, like, get freaking uh, a little uh, out there when somebody, you know, talks about your uh, cooter pocket. My cooter pocket's party. I believe in linoleum. You like the linoleum look. Yeah, or, How uh, about marble or, or others would say hardwood floors. Hardwood floors, or and it has s- to smell good. Or smooth like a baby's ass. Can't smell like cat pee. No, ew, no. I'm telling you what, man, this broad, she's she sees a little hair on it, boy, she runs to the freaking bathroom. Yeah, I do, because, you know, the hair down there is growing in gray. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In spots. <laughs> what do you mean in spots? Are you like uh, going leopard now? Yeah. No. Like on my head. On the, on the, on my head. It's got. I got a lot of gray. Now you said you know age is just a number. So what's wrong with it going gray? Well, I don't like hair down there anyway. So I feel stubble and I'm in there shaving. <laughs> no. No. So is it a lot of gray patches? Yes. <laughs> like both sides of the lips are like gray. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. What's that telling you? I got when like you're... a gray runway. <laughs> What's that telling you when your freaking uh pocket is getting like that? My cooter pocket's getting owed. I'm gonna have to return it to the dollar gentral. Is it getting overused or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a definite no. <laughs> It is not. <laughs> I'm going to have to exchange it. All those uh, years of hard work. <laughs> what am I, a prostitute? What the fuck? All, all the, well, you know, whenever I see somebody driving down the road with a bed on their roof, I just think, hey, prostitutes are doing DoorDash. Oh, man. What? Where'd you steal that from? I know you didn't come up with it. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> oh, everything's... Up. But you have to be proud you did come up with the uh, cooter pocket. I did. When it's... are you going to start hashtagging that? I'm going to hashtag it all the time now. Just wait. That is your new hashtag, cooter pocket. Cooter pocket. It's like a hot pocket. That's kind of like mine. It's nice Rock and... Rock on. Cooter pocket. It's nice and warm like a hot pocket for your sausage to go inside. And you to buy one directly from where? Dollar Gentral. Dollar Gentral. 
They might be selling them. They might be on sale at Dollar <laughs> Gentral. Mine's going to need a refund. <laughs> well, we got a real interesting show coming up uh, today. We've always talked about how a lot of the younger generation, hell, our generation, don't know what it is to work hard. We've talked about that. But today, we're going to be talking about how working too hard affects your mental and physical health. And then later on in the show, what do we got coming up for the second part? Later on in the show, we've got, I mean, this can go for men or women, but. Yeah, it's not. Warning signs that they're playing mind games with you. Mind games? Yeah. That one is uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now that you say I sound like Sylvester. No. That's what you say. You say I sound like Sylvester the cat. You know, the one that always goes around. Suckatash. That tries to eat Tweety Bird. I know. You make me seem like I'm a murderer. Well. I don't want to hurt Tweety. You mean I can't do a show on you? No, you can't, on man, Mondays? you sick fuck. <laughs> I, I don't get where you're getting at that one, though. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. And I think it's a very, very important subject, especially now that we're getting older. Yeah. We're not young spring chickens anymore. Mm-mm. No matter how much you try to push it off, we're not spring chickens. No. That means we slow down a little bit. A little bit. Just a little. I try not to, but yeah, it it catches up to you if you don't pace yourself. Damn right it does. 100%. It's like going to kill your ass. Mm -hmm. And I've been looking at you lately, and we're going to make you as an example. Cool. Because I work all the time. Yeah. But I'm used to it. Yeah. Like this morning. Didn't go to bed until 2. Woke up right away at 4. I'm still going. I'm going crazy. You're nuts. With you, though, you're in a different position. Yeah. You're used to one schedule, and that schedule's nighttime. You've always been that way. Yeah, usually. Like, when I did hair, I was always two to nine. Uh, When we had the tattoo shop, I was, like, two in the afternoon till whenever we closed. Exactly. So you're used to a time period, and your body... Mm-hmm. Very important. Your body is used to that time period. Yeah, because we would base, like, even at home, we base when we eat our meals based on my schedule. It is. That's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Right now, China is almost done with her managerial training. Congratulations to China Doll on that achievement. Thank you. Next week, though, she's going to be working. Well, she has been working hours. As you guys notice, sometimes we got to pre-record for the next day's show. Yeah. 4 a.m. to either 12 or 8 a.m., you know, double shift stuff. That must have been a shock on her body and her mental attitude. Yeah. Mentally, especially because... Like she said, we have been doing our food according to her schedule. And at nighttime, she's used to staying up to like 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. 
and not having to get up until seven. <laughs> now it is the opposite where your body's crying out saying, well, you know, we got to get used to this new schedule. Yeah. And then by the time I get used to it, the schedule's going to be back to my old schedule. <laughs> I believe it really does the hours affect a person's ability to function, especially for somebody that works third shift. Yeah. I have heard so many stories of how it affects a person's mental and physical well-being if they work their shift. Well, if you remember, like, before we had our daughter, mm-hmm. I tried doing a third shift data entry job. It was... Uh, it was, I, like, 11 at night till 7 in the morning. Wasn't it terrible? Yeah, because by, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, my face was planting on my computer. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it. I wonder how that other people that have been doing it for a while actually got used to it. Would you I would have to say, hey man, black out your whole room kinda like our son, walk in there and try to fall asleep during the day. See that's the hardest time is getting used to sleep schedules being messed up. The eating schedules we can work around, but like sleep schedules because you're still in here working when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Our, our son is, like, pretty much just waking up. Right. Because his days and nights are flipped. Well, that's what we say. Days and nights are flipped, and our bodies are not made for that type of hourages. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be, it'd be different if we were, like, our son's age, who's going to be 19 Friday. But, I mean, I, I'm 49, mm-hmm. and it's, like, I'm so used and so set in my ways with working second shift that this is like a huge, huge change. Well, that and the amount of work you're doing. And what I have noticed since you have been doing this type of work schedule and working as much as you have is your physical limits are being reached and your mental capacities really... Shot to shit. Shot to shit. (laughs) Pretty much. So what we got here is an example of wh- how working so much can affect you. It could either go bad or it can good go good. A lot of people like me like working all the time. It gives you purpose, but at the same time, I'm a business owner, so it's easier for me. Mm-hmm. Your mental, let's talk about your mental capacities here. Okay. Let's talk about how this last few weeks have really affected you mentally. A lot of people say, no, nah, that's bullshit. It ain't going to affect you. <laughs> They're wrong. You're so wrong. They're very wrong. So wrong. And I think it's a very important subject. That way we can put that kind of bullshit to rest. It, you really got to take care of your health, especially... As you get older, you got to watch these kind of signs, symptoms, all that bullshit of what's going on with your body and what's going on with the way you're thinking. Oh, yeah, definitely. Usually, China Dow's a space cadet. I have to admit that. (laughs) Now, though, she has graduated all the way past space cadet with her because she forgets a lot and she zones out a lot. What's it been like? Mentally, let's talk about that first. Mentally, what has it been like since you've been doing these shifts? Extra stress. 
Uh, my anxiety and my panic levels, like panic attacks and my anxiety levels have been three times higher than normal. Well, let's talk about the panic anxiety. You had a very bad one. Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with work. Mm-hmm. I think finally it was breaking you down. Yeah, because, I mean, it's been it's been like four, like almost four weeks. Mm-hmm. Since I started, actually, yeah, actually, it's been it's been. I'm on my fourth week now because it's like five to six weeks of training, but I'm on my fourth week, and after three weeks of having to do the getting up at three fifteen in the morning when normally I'd be going to bed at three fifteen, <laughs> but getting up at three fifteen in the morning, getting to work by a quarter to four a.m. It's it's taken a major toll because it's like one is like my alarm will go off, and my anxiety actually would start the minute my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Worrying if I'm I'm gonna get there on time, which I'm legit like five minutes down the road. Well, that's because one you got to take time to set your Google. I set that fucker where it will get you up. Yeah, the volume's like on ten. So it pops you up as soon as you hear it. Yeah, I tell it to shut the fuck up, and I get right out of bed after. In a position where you've been doing this for weeks, they just threw you in, your head, your thoughts race. Yeah. Well, it's like the biggest thing The biggest thing is because, like, I, I know, knew prior to training how to do everything that's out on the floor managerial, like ordering product, dealing with vendors, scanning in product. I, I already knew how to do all that. So these, you know, five to six weeks of training has basically been on paperwork. So it's like in my head all the time, or I have numbers. Mm-hmm. Like if we were short like a dollar eighty-five, I'm like, well, why the fuck were we short? Why can't I find it? Where, where, well, not only is it going on in your head. Mm-hmm. With the extra responsibilities, then you add in the time shift. Yeah. Now your body's going through physical, and then you're going through mental. Mm-hmm. And I think Saturday was the culmination. It was like a break of all that hidden. Yeah. It's like it broke me down. Like I felt like I was having a total nervous breakdown. Why? What led to that nervous breakdown in your? Well, I think the lack of sleep. Even though, are you afraid you're not going to do good well, next week? There's is there there's a bunch of things that are going on in my head when it comes to this to my job right now. One, and, be, and wait, one, I, we got to tell everybody. Everybody feels this at work. We're just using China dolls as an example. I mean, one uh, lack of sleep because the sleep schedule's messed up. Two lack of eating because with how much I have to do in the and morning, we all know she needs a sandwich. With all I have to do in the morning at work, there is legit from the hours of 4 a.m. to at least 10 a.m., there's no time to, to eat anything because you're messing with money, you're messing with the computer, you're, you know, dealing with vendors like tomorrow or today or whatever day it is because I lose track of what day of the week it is. <laughs> But it's like every day there's specific vendors that come in. Every day you're scanning in product. Every day you're, you know, we have got two days a week where we're ordering store. You know, then well, that's tasks. But it's like, 
the biggest thing is like now it's getting closer to when I have to run the store by myself. And that's what I don't understand. You've ran businesses like a charm in the past. You've ran bars, automotive, tattoo. Hair salons. Hair salons. You know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing, but the thing is... Is I mean, this is a corporation. Yeah, fuck Hollywood and making his money. Ah, fuck him. Uh, you this know. is a corporation, and they expect, a, like, a lot of paperwork. There is a lot of paperwork. Like, when we had the tattoo shop, the paperwork for me was easy. It's the mm-hmm. photocopies that you have, the papers that they fill out with their ID and all that. And then organizing that by tattoo artists and how much was made. And I mean, that was simple paperwork. Even working at the auto shop. Because I took care of the big paperwork. <laughs> even at the auto shop. Because a lot of times at the auto shop, you weren't present. So, I mean, I was at the auto shop. I'm looking up parts for people. I'm ordering parts for people. I'm making sure the jobs get done on time. So that was like a step up from going from the easy stuff at the tattoo shop to... The auto shop was more difficult. Running a hair salon as a manager of a hair salon, for me, that was like a cakewalk because I I did it for 25 years. Now that you're in a position where you're dealing with a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of employee bullshit. Yes. And you're worried because they got you on 60-something hours that week. Yeah, 61 to 64 hours that week. And I will be there basically from 4 a.m., so the soonest I will be leaving will be 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some parts. Some days I'll be there from for 12. And by days. the way, I'll be doing uh, most of the shows that week by myself. So get ready for some bitching and some joking and some Hollywood's probably racist bullshit. But I'll be working anywhere from 10 hours a day to 13. Except for Saturday, I've got a four-hour shift, and then I'm you know off what? the rest of the day, and then off Sunday. I just thought of something. Hmm. Maybe I should bring in a co-host, a special co-host for that week. Who? Maybe I should get your sister on here. Are you going to call her? Yeah, we'll just call, and we'll do a show. Good luck. What My, do you mean, good luck? Send her a message. Well, I, I got her sister right in front of me. Why can't she do me that favor? Well... Ask her. I'm not going to speak for her. She's her own person. She, yeah, but you can say... She's recovering from surgery, so... Well, it's even gotta... better. She did just sit there and bitch all day. She, I do that. She's recovering from surgery, so, you know. I mean, I'm sure she could totally follow your lead on a show. She might even take over, for all I know. Well, there but... you go. Well, she can do a couple if she wants. If you guys want to co-host the show with me, just let me know. It's uh, the next week. Yeah, Monday through Friday. I'll call you up, and we'll have some fun. There you go. Maybe you'll have some surprise, co- surprise co-hosts. And of course, I'll miss everything, single freaking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you just don't play us in the store. Because of your mouth? What do you mean because of my mouth? I can't. I mean, I technically can hook it up to the Bluetooth speakers in the store, but no. Some of the things that we talk about and what you talk about, no. That is not going to be blared when I got kids that come in there that are minors. <laughs> Okay, what if I... No, you're not going to PG it. Shut up, you liar. Submit what my topic is to you. Come on, they play my freaking show in the Marine Barracks overseas. Well, I can always cheat and put my Bluetooth in. No, I want everybody else to hear. No, it's not going to happen. 
Because if somebody from corporate shows up or my boss's boss, my district manager shows up and that's on, I, I can get in trouble. So Blame it on me. You didn't know the station did that. Bullshit. <laughs> Everybody knows I co-host a radio show with you, so that, was, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. All this is building up in you. How did it feel Saturday night? Well, you know, we have to put up a disclaimer. Somebody was drunk. I was not drunk on Saturday. I was drunk on on Friday. <laughs> she don't consider being the way she was drunk, but she was fucking drunk. Anyway, that might have had a little to do with it, but I think all your emotions came to up front. You know what I mean? It all came to came to a head. Head. Yeah. That's how bad if you're overwork can fuck you up. Mhm. You have to take steps to make sure that don't happen. And what did I do the next day? You told me to take a me day. A me day. You have to take a me day, people. Nothing but for you. And on well, the you, me day, I and it, told China now, I'm not going to be around you. And was I around you? No. I didn't bug you. Nope. Finish your thought before you forget, because you're forgetful. No, I mean, if they listen to my podcast Monday morning, you know, that was pretty much based on loving yourself and self-care, so. Why is that important? Especially because that's when you're taking going that's taking me time, and guys and girls can do it. It's not just a girl thing. It's not just the women. Men can do it too. Mm-hmm. Where you got to take time for yourself. Why I told you to do this Sunday is because of that. Because it does relieve the stress. Mm-hmm. It's one of them deals. If you want to sit in my flannel. And just have underwear on, you can do that. And I did. And I appreciate that a All lot. day. <laughs> Even when I let the dogs outside, I went outside with just the flannel and my underwear in the backyard. I don't care. It's very important to just let go. Yeah. Do what you want to do because all week you were stifled down with all this high stress. Yeah. I mean, even if your me day consists of just doing nothing. Then just do nothing. Do nothing. I had the TV on. I was playing solitaire on my phone. I mean, I was checking my social media. I did a few TikToks. I have to call you out, though. What? I'm going to fucking call you out. We'll get into that in a second, but I'm calling you out. Okay. You said Saturday that you weren't drunk. No, I was buzzed. Can you explain to me, then? What? Why you stood on my front or back porch and pissed off the back porch (laughs) if you weren't drunk? That was Friday. No, that was Saturday. Oh, yeah, it was Saturday. Because I was letting the dogs out and we don't have a bathroom downstairs. You were drunker than a skunk and you pissed off the back of my... Dude, I've done it even sober. Really? Yes. Now she just called it. She noticed she just called herself out. I've done it so Talking hard. about white trash they would call you. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> My cooter pocket was hanging off for everybody to see at like fucking one o'clock in the morning. You, do I have to get you a funnel? No. Yeah, I'll get a funnel and put it out there I don't for need you. a funnel. 
I just drop trowel. I drop trowel, hold on to the pole for the porch. And stick and, your ass out. And stick my ass out and piss like a racehorse and shake my little booty so it drips off. <laughs> You're like a dog. <laughs> and shake my ass so it drips off. And then I come in the house and then I go in the bathroom and clean up. <laughs> and then change, That's what I change live with. my panties. That's the China doll right there. <laughs> I don't care. She is not innocent like all you I people think. I am not think. shy. I will go pee in the woods. I don't care. I will not shit in the woods, though. That will never fucking happen. No. No. I will hold it until my fucking head explodes. It's not happening. It gives a new meaning the shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, my cooter pocket was hanging off the porch, and I just peed. I don't care. I Another thing I noticed with you is you get bugged real quick. Short fuse? Your boss calls you for no reason at all, and I know a lot of people yeah. feel that way. Well, especially... When you're home... I'm home. It's supposed to be you. Yeah. And I've always said, when you leave work, you're supposed to leave work. Leave it there. You don't want to fuck around. So if you're a welder, or if you're a mechanic, or any of that type of stuff... You want to leave that shit at work, all the drama. Yeah. Because that's going to contribute to what's going on mentally with you. Definitely. And before we started hitting this show, to, uh, you know, that you're listening to, your fucking boss called you. And I was pissed. To tell me about her dentist appointment. So that's 20 minutes that I can't get back. And that's 20 minutes you can't get back. No. Because you know how I am. I don't like stupidity. I hate it. I got a big mouth when it comes to that. Well, and then the part that And was... you were dumb enough to put her on speaker. I did that on purpose. <laughs> well, the dumb part of it is, too, is she's going to see me at 4.30 in the morning when she wanders into the store. <laughs> Why wouldn't you tell her, you know, you know this happened... Why won't you go up to her and say, you know what? You didn't need to make that phone call last night. You could have told me right here and now because I had stuff I'm doing. When I'm not at work, I don't want to hear about work. Yeah, when I'm, well, and she knows I do a radio show too. So it's like, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying. I don't know how many times I've told her, I go to work, I come home. If I'm off at 8 a.m., I go live. For an hour. Mm-hmm. If I work a split shift, I come home at 6 p.m. and record for the next day. Now, the culmination of all this anxiety, all this stress, it comes down to a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Which I had, well, it was like a nervous breakdown. You had a mini, pan- you had a mini nervous breakdown, a full-blown full-blown panic attack like i wanted to go nervous to the breakdown <laughs> could end you up in a hospital for a 48 hour monitoring period and because people are afraid because when you have a nervous breakdown you lose all control well and my biggest fear is after this week and next week my fear is that it's going to happen again I don't think it will because I think you're growing as a person into this position where I see, I really have over the last four weeks, I've seen you grown 
into a stronger woman. I really have. Before then, you were lackadaisical. You were just go along with the program. Now, though, over the last four weeks, I've seen you question things. I've seen you get the no-fucks-given attitude. Pay more attention. Pay more attention. Confront yeah. the issues. Yeah. And that's what I've been seeing you doing at your job, mm-hmm. where you did not do that shit before. No. I just took it as it came. Now, and that's what a good manager has to do. You got to step up. You got to... Well, and I've done with I, I've dealt with customer complaints, and normally you're taking ownership of the business. Normally, I push that off on the manager and be like, "Let me get your name and number, or here's when she's in next." <laughs> and I actually been dealing with them. But myself. you're growing with it, and with that, there's stress that comes. Yeah, and you're you're just learning how to deal with that kind of stress. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's what I've seen the last four weeks. Yeah, there was high points, there's low points, there was a lot of low points, but you're starting to be able to work through them. Slowly. I think I think you're doing a I'm, lot of good skills that a lot of people need to learn. I'm, I'm like a work in progress. <laughs> people always look at me and say, why do you say this? I don't like getting stress, I like giving it. Because if you're always taking stress, it's going to fuck your life up. Yeah. And now I see how you're starting to deflect the stress on back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Yes, it got to you. But it took four weeks to get there. Usually it would get there in a day or two. Yeah, normally it would. Normally it would affect me that day. But you're working through that issue and that problem and you're doing it in a calculated way for once Mm -hmm. i am i'm very proud of you i very am i'm very very proud thank you because i never thought you'd ever reach that point because you're such an open spirit you don't want to hurt people Mm -mm. you would have never got there no i wouldn't have where was the switch? What happened? Where was the switch? What happened at work where you said, I got to step up. I got to do things different. I know this is hard, but I can't be the Mario China doll that I am all the time. Probably after the second week, to be honest with you. It was after the first week. To me, it's like I had to get used to getting up early. Yeah, me, never late for work. Uh, in the past four weeks, I was late three times. <laughs> and that's a different experience for you and a different feeling. And the, and the bad part was is she didn't care. She but didn't, you she, did. But I did. I was pissed off at myself because I've never been, I've always been 15 minutes prior to my start time. You hold always. yourself to a higher standard, so that can build stress. Yeah, so that would piss me off. And But where was the, where was that switch? Where you turned it on and said, you know what? No. I'm going to take control. I'm going to be the one determining my stress levels and my mental health. When was the switch? I think, and like I said, I think it was after the second week and I just started week three. And uh, 
there were just some things that my boss was saying. Oh, I know this is real overwhelming. And I looked at her. I said, you know what? I said, you wouldn't know. Honestly, you you really wouldn't because you're used to being here at this time of day because you've been doing it for years. I said, you wouldn't know how it is switching from night shift to day shift because of the fact that you don't have mental issues like I do and how every day it's getting easier now, but every day the shit that goes on in my head I mean, I took notes to the to the precise to be able to do everything on the computer and the safes and all that shit without her over my shoulder. And that was the biggest irritating part for me, believe it or not, because I'm a hands-on person. And week one, <clears throat> she was doing all the work and I just was watching. I don't learn that way. So I had to step up and tell her, you either let me do this physically with my hands on the stuff or we can just forget it because I'm not going to learn the way you're doing this. There was the point where you stood up for yourself. Yeah. I, I And I have to admit, our relationship is 10 times better since you made that switch. And the reason being was, you all know that I don't like goofy bullshit. Where you would give people chances after chances after chances. Not anymore. Now you won't do that. No. Now you're in a different frame of mind where you're more focused. Yeah. Instead of dealing with bullshit. Because the one thing I can't stand is when somebody fucks with China now. I just see it 10 miles away. I don't. But she don't. But now, because all this test, if you will, with the job, Mm -hmm. it's like she woke up. It's making me see things differently and not just at work, but outside of work. Well, it, it translates outside of work, but your experiences at work have finally made it to where... You open your eyes. Yeah. I don't know if it's because you're in charge of a, you know, because people look at it, well, it's a get, well, that's a multi million dollar fucking deal right there. Yeah. I mean, people are always making jokes. Well, you just, you're just an assistant manager at a gas station. And, yeah, and, you know, just because I'm just an assistant manager at a gas station doesn't mean that I'm not smart. I mean, I, I've got, I've had a hair license for 30 years. Try uh, running a tattoo business, multiple <clears throat> ones in a bar and a freaking auto shop. See if she ain't smart. Go ahead. But, uh, I mean, I, I've got college degrees. I mean, I went, to beauty, I went to beauty school. I went to college for a year for child education and development. Realized I can't stand 30 kids at one time. You can't even stay in five fucking I can't, can't at one time. <laughs> no. I'm like, when are you coming over to help me, these little shitheads? Well, we know, but, we know the, uh, we all I've know got, you're smart. But I've got, you know, I've got degrees. I've got an EMT certification. I've got, you know, my, my hair license. Uh, I mean, it's like, I'm not. Did in, you I'm, finally pop where you said, you know what? I am good. Fuck what others think. Yeah, but I'm still in a learning process with that, so I am still working on that. It's not something that's going to change overnight. I do take in what people say, but I'm taking it in differently. What do you mean? 
Well, like when people make comments about me or whatever, I instead of trying to take it to heart, yeah, it does piss me off the initial, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I'm a female, so it does hurt my little feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then after I get a minute, because it's like that's the initial impact of it. But after I get to sit down and really think about it and sit there and go, you know what? I'm better than this. Way better than whatever the comment was or whatever was said. I'm a better person than that. I don't need to take that shit from anybody. And you've taken or taken that viewpoint into situations at work. Yeah. That were high stress like that racism bullshit they tried pulling. Yeah, I got lucky. That one got pushed off on corporate, so it's not even... It don't matter. You not were, even you in were our there hands. in the initial stages. Yeah. I was there when it first and happened. And you used this newfound way of thinking to yeah. solve it. Yep. Where before, you would have said, uh, call the manager. Yeah, before, I mean, before this, I probably would have been like, well, let me get your information. I'll give it to the manager in the morning. And I wouldn't have even have dealt with it. I would have basically pushed it off. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know what? Screw this. And when I got the call that this was going on and I went up there and I handled it myself. Which is very, it's awesome that you did that. But I think the important part of this segment is too much work can be detrimental to your mental health and your physical but at the same time it can make you step up yeah and face it head on i mean it's overwhelming but at the same time what i learned to do was instead of looking at the whole week i go one day at a time which life should be because if i sit here and stress about oh my God, it's Monday, tomorrow's Tuesday, oh my God, then Wednesday we have all this and then this and then this. No, what I do is I'll go into my job and be like, okay, here's how. Here's what I'm doing today. This is what my schedule is. This is what's going to happen today because every day at the job is different. So this is what's going to happen. I know vendors are coming in. I know they're going to be telling me how many cases are coming. I got this one coming in with the you, sandwiches. You're basically taking control of the stress. Yeah. I'm trying to kick the stress in the ass so I can slow down. That's good advice for everybody, man. Kick the stress in the ass. We'll be right back after this music break.
bias and trusted biker news now at harleyliberty.com founded in 2012 insane throttle biker news has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene go over now and bookmark harleyliberty.com rock we like got all three of our co-hosts in here now. We got our uh, crazy Cali, our Pit. We got the other uh, moron. <laughs> we got them all in here. You know, I got the Cali cat up here on the microphone. It's like Dude. I got Zena by my feet, <laughs> and Bailey's under the air conditioner, and yeah, now the cat's coming over to walk across my damn. Gotta keyboard. love the cat. Now I, I have a question for you. What's that? We just played Afterlife. I love that song by Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. What does that song mean to you? What is it telling you when you hear that song, especially after what we just talked about concerning taking control of the situation? Well, I mean, that song has a few different meanings, believe it or not. But it's like, if you if you want to base it on what we were talking about, the subject that we were talking about is basically telling you to move on from here. And just like one day at a time, mm-hmm. you you just got to move on. You can't take everything to heart. You just got to move on and just keep going. Very well said. I mean, that's the meaning I get if we're basing it on the you know the topic. What other meaning do you get it? Well, uh, it could be based on relationships. It could be based on the loss of a person. I mean, there's other ways you can look at so it. So many things that can yeah, derive it, from that. Yeah, it just depends on your interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's taking your soundproofing off the walls now. Again, I have to fix that. <laughs> fu- we call her Crazy Callie for a reason. Yeah, she likes to climb the walls in the studio because of the soundproofing. It's yeah, great. Then they end up. Oh, all on the that floor. was a lot of money. Oh, fuck it. I don't give a shit. That's the way she is. She knows we're talking about her now. Right now, now. she's playing with your cane. There, there, there it goes. goes. <laughs> <laughs> she has knocked over your skull cane. How has your experience the last four weeks helped you catch? people that try to play games with you especially your mind because in the position you are you're going to be dealing with employees that try to fuck with your mind well nobody likes to have their you know nobody likes to have their mind played with for real um that's why a lot of people put up walls because uh, then that prevents them from getting close to people when you build a wall and by the way, this is just a quick overview of this subject. Next episode, we're really going to get into it. But go ahead. And few people like intentionally seek out playing mind games, but a lot, I think a vast majority does. There are a lot more people nowadays that are just out to fuck with you. And that's uh, a sad state of affairs right now. Like me, it's like I've been like people take advantage of the situation. A lot of it lately, like in the past year or two. I think because you're good nature. Well, not just that. You're an easy target. Not just, well, yeah. <laughs> not just. Let's th- be honest, you're an easy target. Well, that's because, you know, I keep giving everybody all these chances. They fuck me over and I'm like, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, fuck you. But then it counts pounds where it they makes, can get away with it. It fucks you mentally up. Yeah, 
because then when it ends up falling out, it just like is hell. Mm-hmm. But when it could have been taken care of right away. I mean, there's a lot of people that like to take advantage of the fact because, uh, you know, in the past like year or two, a lot of it was because of I'm associated with you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like to pull at my strings because they want to get closer to you. Right. Not so much. I'm not that easy of a person to get close to. No, you're not. So that's why I think it's funny that people want to go through me to get to you. And it's like, no, because if you piss me off and upset me, then you're going to get to him, but not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get to him in a very negative aspect. And if that's what you're looking for, keep going. (laughs) But it's like a lot of it had to do with that, which cracks me up. Or I've had people that, you know... Try to try to like play mind games with me because uh, I mean they my, want something out of you. They want yeah, they want something from me, and it's like I I don't got much to give but a listening ear, really. And then they take it to a whole nother level at that point. Oh yeah, definitely, they do. They they kind of like like to really fuck with you. Mm-hmm. They fuck with your head, right? <laughs> and be like. They tell you, you know, it's like the people like to tell you what you want to hear, but they don't mean what they're saying. And they dress it up and make it sound like it's for real and you actually buy into that shit. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I always had with you was you never stood back. And looked at the big picture. Look at the big picture or read between the lines. I'm real into that shit. Yeah. I know when somebody's bullshitting within the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you do. And at that point, I have nothing for you. Nope. Nothing. And that's why when there's drama, the first person that they go to, they always go to me. And I I ain't gonna lie. I don't like drama. I don't. But you always find yourself in the middle of it. But I, yeah, 100% of the time. Because she's she's mad, so she'll come to me. He's mad, he'll come to me. They're talking about each other. Then why not? And just then I get step stuck back. in the middle. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, well, you got a problem with him, you got a problem with her. Talk to each other, leave me the fuck out of it. Well, that's one of the ways that they'll get in your head. And in an incident like that, you know, they're trying to get you to side with them, but they'll play you off. Or my favorite thing is, well, well, she told me that you said this, and it's like, no, no, I fucking didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you got no time? Uh, me, I have no time for that bullshit. I, I don't have time for other people's bullshit. Well, that's what I mean. You, you your, your switch finally clicked. I mean, it's like if you want to contact me and, you know, ask me about anxiety, ask me about, you know, anything that has to do with our shows, yeah, I'm going to get back to you. I, I will respond. You know, I've got people private messaging me on Discord, and it always has to do with, like, a show that we did, and they're asking, you know, further questions about it, and, you know, I've I've had a few people that say, you know, things that we touch base on really hit home for them, and they would ask me some other questions about it. You know, and it's like, I, I get back to them. I might not get back to you that day, but I will get back to you by the next day. Hmm. I mean, I do. I get back. I try to get back to everybody as soon as I can. So there you go. You have it. Uh, China Dow will get back to you. 
going back to the subject, though, she can go on a rant. Let me tell you, she can go if I don't step in and say no. There are some signs that you can look for. And this is a very important subject. Well, one of the main things is that you're doing all the work. Like, you're initiating all the texts. You're initiating all the conversation. They don't message you first. So I I tried doing the, okay, I'm going to wait until this person messages me. And how does it work out? Yeah, you can go a day or two and then you're like, fuck it, and you just message them anyways. That is an old school way of taking control. Yep. That is so old school. You remember in high school, well, I'm not going to call until he calls. Yeah. And what happens nobody is... Nobody calls. Nobody calls and the scenario gets turned on to you. Mm-hmm. Where now you're showing that you depend on that individual. Yeah. And then right there, they have control of the situation over you. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is I'm usually always the one that reaches out first but I've learned over time now that because a true friend's going to reach out to you, it shouldn't always be you reaching it, out. I to mean, the friend. I mean, it should be mutual. You know what I mean? You know, it's like why why am I going to sit here and wait for you to you know send me a message? If I wanted to talk to you, I'll send you a message. But if I got nothing to say, I'm not going to send one. You got to know your self worth, and the problem with people with self worth is they don't know it. Mm-hmm. And they let other people control that. Yeah. And I have to say, men are a motherfucker when this when it, when it comes down to this shit. Mm-hmm. Me, men, I have to say, we're bastards. Well, and then tying with that, one of the things is that they always bail on you often. Big time. Meaning something always comes up or I had to be somewhere or this. They're always given excuses on why you can't get together or why you didn't get a message or, you know what I mean? Because they know that, well, I can go out, do what I want or say what I want, but uh, they're always, you know, if it's a man doing it, she's always going to be there. So I don't have to worry about it. Right. I can live my life, but fuck her. She'll always be there, so I don't she'll, have to worry about it. She'll be waiting it. by the phone. Right. That's a huge mind fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the foundation to where they start going more and more into more devious stuff. Right. That's the foundation of it. Definitely. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that subject more in depth. We just wanted to lead off with that one because I believe it's a very important issue that a lot of people don't get, and it's time that people learn. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. It was funny, man. We had, uh, what was it, Geo and uh, I think it was Shadow that wanted 13 and 5. And boy, did that one turn on me. <laughs> so I'm picking the fucking number this time. 
And it's gonna be 18. Number 18. What, what do we got? What do we got? Come on. Not good? No. Go fucking figure. Uh-uh. I mean, I'll read it. What is it? Never have I ever wondered what it must be like to have the opposite gender's private parts. <laughs> I told you. I want to retry. All right, take two. <laughs> I need another take, man. What the fuck? No, I've never wanted that. I mean, if I had a dick, I'd play with it all day. But See, you think about that I shit. think it'd be funny. I'd be like, yeah, I beat it like the fucker owed me money. I don't even care. I don't, I don't know why you guys ain't doing it more. What the hell, man? You'll go blind. Who cares? Go blind. Here's some fucking glasses. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just saying. You know I mean, what? what? It wasn't do. until the other day. I always wonder what it would be like to fuck a blind person. I would yeah, after I seen that show. Oh, what the show that I'm watching? Yeah, she was getting fucked on a tree. Yeah, and the look on her face is like, <laughs> you can do all kinds of fucked up shit. She can't see what you're doing. She don't know. How does a blind person find a mate? That's easy. I mean, they live their life just like we do. They just can't see it. That's what I mean. How do you know that you ain't dating the? You might. You might because, be the okay, Cindy well, Crawford bombshell. With the show that I'm watching, she goes to this regular bar, where she's friends with the female bartender, and the female bartender would actually tell her if there's hot guys in the bar. <laughs> oh, so she had a hookup. Because that's where she would Can meet you imagine, all her, though? That's where she would meet all the guys that she dated. You was look at like, that bar. You look like Cindy Crawford. Next thing you know, you got a freaking uh, Justin a fugly cabbage patch looking motherfucker <laughs> as a boyfriend. But she, she played it smart. She had somebody that helped hook her up. So I don't know, man. I have to put that on my list of things to do to pop a blind bitch. Oh my god! I have to try it. Did you want to take two on this? Yes, I got to take two. Since you don't obviously want to have a cooter pocket. I want 32. So you don't want a cooter? You know what you need to do? What? You need to start writing these numbers down that I pick each week and play in the lotto with them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, this one's stupid. It's better than now. No, it's stupid. What is it? Do you have a crush on someone in the room right now? Duh, it's just me and you. (laughs) <laughs> well, my pit bull, she is good looking. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I mean this could we're count. Going, we're this, going for forty one. This, now. I mean, that could count because we're on, you know, we're on Discord. So if somebody has a crush on somebody in Discord, hey, throw yourself under the bus, bitches. <laughs> forty one, forty one. Let's go one more. Forty one. I want to do one more. Something that's actually cool. Never have I ever snuck someone into my parents' house. Oh, my God, have I? I never did. (laughs) It's because you're a freaking schmuck. (laughs) You're a loser. I never did. You didn't live. I didn't have boyfriends when I was living at home, so no, I never did that. (laughs) (laughs) Now you wish you did, right? A loser. (laughs) I'm a loser. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. 
as well as go get the Insane Throttle Radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next.